Welcome back, everyone, for the latest episode of The Back Peg. Uh, myself, Nathan. Laz, you're alongside me. This is episode 51 of the Mainline Pod. Yes, thank you to everyone who uh, sent a message for our uh, happy 50th uh, last week. We greatly appreciate it, and we greatly appreciate you listening to this episode as well. Laz, it's been a big week. It was a big night last night. What did you make of it all? has been a big week, Nathan, and hello to all the Back Peg listeners, and again, thanks for messages and uh, quick notes for our 50th episode of the, of the Mainline series and recording 100 and something or other, and... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Do yeah. Do minute account. <laughs> that's right. Um, oh, well, we'd say we're veterans, but we're still learning, aren't we? Um, <laughs> but uh, there you have it. Yeah, last night. As we record on a Thursday night here in Sydney, it's been a warm day, but uh, it was quite warm down in Melbourne last night with the goals were raining in thick and fast with the Matildas. And I, for one, was very glad to see that kind of ruthless performance. Yes, you've been on this podcast before, Laz, talking about ruthlessness and you wanting blood and uh, putting the sword to teams and uh, again, uh, not a real, blood. A real br- brutal no, showing. No, no blood, <laughs> just putting the sword to teams, that's it. <laughs> I remember yes. you saying you want a blood in the past. <laughs> probably, uh, yeah, probably. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm happy to retract that if that's the case. But, but let's uh, just go. You got your wish last night, didn't you? It was good. It was ruthless. That's what you mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. I'll start. What, look, two questions. Well, the second one's pr- predicated on the first. But mm. did you start feeling sorry for Uzbekistan and when? No. 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 Oh, okay. I lie. I did have some empathy for them. I think from the from the kickoff or prior to kickoff, because um, as was noted during the commentary of the first leg, that mm-hmm. you know that at that point was their biggest crowd that they played in front of, and then to come to Marvel and play in front of fifty two thousand people straight from the get go as well. You know, it's no time to settle in, no time to you know try and find your groove and 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 play into the game, it was just straight from the start. It was relentless and that's and ruthless and that's what you want. Yeah, absolutely. And how about, how about you? With, uh, American Samoa coming out and Archie Thompson and <laughs> I don't think that was ever on the on the cards because always no, the second no. half because of the conditions, because of mm. the nature of football now, no one's gonna pile on a thirty goal mm. margin. Uh, at the in this day and age, and um, I think it's fair enough because at some point you're just doing it throughout just to spite the opposition, and it's I don't know, it turns into less of a, a good look for your own team if you're just continuously piling on goals uh. every minute or so. But, um, yeah, after about five and a half to 20 minutes, I was starting to feel a little bit sorry for them because you're right, the crowd, I think the conditions as well, going from freezing temperatures in yeah. Tashkent, yeah, to whatever they got up to in Melbourne yesterday. Uh, yeah, that would have been a bit of a culture shock for them or a, a weather shock. Mm. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it, it all was just too much for Uzbekistan. They're better than that. Um, but on the night, the Matildas were way too good, uh, in particular Michelle Heyman. Yeah. Look, that performance, they were threatening that to do that in the first leg. They were just off off beat in the first half, mm. I thought, the Matildas, right? Um, you know, and the Uzbeks did try and defend pretty stoutly, but it was one-way traffic in the first leg as well. And then, obviously, Michelle Heyman came on and, and uh, you know, the three goals were, uh, were were put away in the second half of the first leg. And, you know, a 3-0 win in the first leg, the, the tie was effectively over. 
Yeah, it was. And right. I think a side note to the tie being over in the first leg and barring an absolute miracle that Matildas were already there in Paris. Mm. To have, I know the tickets were already sold, but to still have everyone turn out in Melbourne, mm. amazing to see. The ratings figures that have come out the next day, I don't like talking about ratings because it's not a fair number no. because you've got so many streaming numbers and everything else that goes with that. But the numbers that we have seen are fantastic. Okay, that's over, good. Over 2 million people in reach the game mm. of last night, okay. which is incredible for any sport. Mm. And like, I don't think State of Origin gets those sorts of numbers, Like just as a comparison. Especially Channel 10. Yeah, very much so. Like Channel 10 is, is very much the third tier mm. or the third rung free-to-air network. And great reach, great numbers. It shows that the Matildas are the biggest brand in Australian sport at the moment. Mm-hmm. And to, to go on a tangent on a tangent, we can talk about the uh, the goalkeeper shirts that went on sale this week. Yes, all sold out. Yep, they sold out in 10 minutes. <laughs> and it just shows that there's followers and supporters of women's football and women's sport in this country, and they want to buy things. And that's fair enough. That's mm. fair enough. So more opportunities for the, for those people to buy things would be uh, greatly appreciated, I think. Oh, look, I agree with you. you know, obviously, they, they figured out the economies of scale and got it right, but yeah, to have that kind of quick uptake for the goalkeepers mm. in Jersey, and let's be honest, you know, goalkeeping jerseys aren't all that popular. To mm. be, yeah, you know, exactly. to be fair, yeah. but nonetheless, it's an impressive, uh, it's an impressive result to have that kind of uh, demand. Yeah, very much so, and mm. I think it just shows uh, the popularity of even the individual players. Like Mackenzie Arnold has that many supporters amongst those who follow the Matildas, in particular Mackenzie Arnold. It's just amazing to see, and yeah, agree. As I say, there's if you want to talk from a, a financial point of view, a sports admin point of view, there is so much money there left on mm. the table. Yeah, no, that's um, right. Matilda supporters. Yeah, look, uh, they're Australia's best sporting brand at the moment. So bar none, uh, bar none. Uh, and oh, by some I, distance. Yeah, I think that's unequivocal. So oh, I don't think they can be disputed in any way. So hopefully they um, they can. Put a performance uh, in the Olympics, which will help you know consolidate that uh, that reputation because the Olympics won't be easy. Certainly not. Certainly not. And the lineup is looking very daunting if uh, you're looking to pick up a medal. And we saw some European qualifiers this week as well. Yes. Uh, the other half of me is a bit, a bit disappointed today because mm. of the Dutchies. Went down to Germany this morning, two 0 and uh, thoroughly beaten. Don't they still go there? They still make. They still go to Paris, no. don't they? No, they the don't. Dutch, no, no. I thought because France finished in the final, mm. France would have been hosts anyway, so they qualified. So I would have thought that um, there were four European places, and no, today was a, a, a shootout, so to speak. Eighth. So okay. Paris Olympics, no Dutch, no Team GB. Yeah, well, no England as well. Yeah, yep. that's right. Yep. But what we do have is Spain, France. I mean, Germany didn't put a good showing in the World Cup, but that was well below their level. Uh-huh. Team USA, we're expecting, well, Japan are there as well. Yes, correct. The other the other team from Asia yep. and uh, the Kiwi Cousins across the ditch as well. Uh-huh. It's a strong lineup. It's a very strong lineup. And I think it's being confirmed that Matildas will be a pot three team. At this tournament, I'm not sure on that though. Don't quote me. Uh, but you're not going to get any favors being a pot three team in terms of the draw. No, that's that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. It's it's not going to be easy. Um, also, because there's 16 teams. Um, so and 
when you look at who has qualified, Nathan, you've you've just put together um, an incredible list. Bit of a who's who. Yeah, you put in an incredible list. So, yeah, it's absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. Um, I'm just having a look at this now whilst we're talking, mm-hmm. and I can see that Brazil and Colombia are going from South America. Yes. So, yeah, Brazil and Colombia um, are going from South America. France's host nation, as we said, USA, Canada, CONCACAF winners, which, you know, um, is incredible. Is it's tough considering the USA uh, suffered a, bit, a loss to Mexico as well oh, this that week. Goal, but <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, do you find the yeah. second goal of Mexico scored against the Team USA? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, what a strike! Yeah. What yeah. a goal! Yeah, and that was stunned. That was stunned. Absolutely stunned. Uh, New Zealand, as you said, Spain, Japan, Australia, Germany, and there's two spots left. So I make it. It's, it's uh, it's 12 uh, teams. Four, it's 12 teams, not 16 like the men's. Yeah. So my mistake. Three, yeah. three groups of four. Um, the last two spots, Laz, are going to Africa, and it is one of Zambia or Morocco. The other mm-hmm. side is Nigeria or South Africa. Correct. That's what I was looking at now. Mm. So, And uh, we'll find out those teams uh, on the... Um, Next international window, I think it's April. Of yeah. April, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, so uh, 9th of April, we'll know the final lineup. And then the draw will take place after that, I'm sure. Um, yes. But looking at that sort of lineup and who those teams are, like there's no easy beats in that lineup. There's no no one's easy. No, no one's one easy. is easy. <laughs> no. Yeah, no one is um, easy. Yeah, and I think there's a good chance that the Matildas will be up against one of Spain, France, and Team USA. They would be the pot one teams. Mm, yes. Yeah, you would say so. Well, France definitely. Yeah, because they're hosts. Yep. Spain, Spain yes, yes, being world champions. Yeah, the third. I think it just goes the th- down the FIFA rankings. Yeah, the th- well, okay, the third pot one team. Yeah, it'd probably be Germany. Did you say? Oh, it could be Canada. You know, no, Team USA. Team USA. Yeah, so France, no, Spain, Canada's USA. Not rated that highly anymore. Okay, so let's go France, Spain, USA. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. France, USA, and Spain would be pot one teams, and then you would probably have. Germany is a pot two. Yep. Germany, Japan, and Oof. Canada. Um, I've got the rankings in front of me. Is Japan ranked higher than Australia at the moment, are they? Yes, they are. Right. That's I find that surprising. Um, Just. We haven't had the March update yet. Right. But Japan yeah, beat North Korea okay. over the two legs, and yeah. um, we're not going to overtake them. Um, okay. So, I, I would have thought there'd be a chance for Australia to be a pot two side, actually, based on their World Cup uh Performance, but yeah, fair enough. No, but the uh, qualified three. teams that are above Australia, we have Spain, USA, France, Germany, Japan, Canada, yeah. and Brazil. Yeah, so I'd imagine there would be, say, did you say Canada, Brazil are ranked yep. higher than Australia and Germany? So yep. yeah, okay. So there you put two teams. So Brazil, oh, in, Japan's up there too. Japan's up there too. Yeah. Well, they might put Japan and Australia in the same pot because they might not want that um, continental thing, perhaps. Where, yeah, you know, surely. You know, yeah, so surely I think you can't might, draw your own confederation. Yeah, I, I think that might come into play, considering it's only twelve teams as well. Mm. Um, but yes, the takeaway is that it's great that Matildas get there. It'd be amazing, whatever the draw is, to get out of the group. But uh, getting there is an achievement in and of itself. And Laz, to get back to last night, mm. great performance and so many stories on the park. You can talk about Michelle Heyman. You can talk about Amy Sayer. 
there's so many individuals that have good moments and uh, positive stories from last night's games, which, I mean, is the obvious one, Michelle Heyman, as the biggest positive story yeah, from last night individually? Look, look, I think so. I think Torpe played pretty well in both games yep. as well. So I was quite uh, quite pleased with her performance and, and thought she was, a st- you know, um, definitely caught the eye in, in, with regards to her performance. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's hard to go past Michelle Heyman's contribution, isn't it? Yeah, what a story. What a story. Mm. And look, playing players who are on form, mm. they often reward you. And here we are, four goals for Michelle Heyman. Uh, did she end up getting the one over in Tashkent awarded to to her? I, I think it should be I, her goal. I think it is hers. I, I haven't yep. seen – I know there was a little bit of conjecture about it, but not much yet. Yeah. But, but for mine, it was going in off off yeah, Michelle, so correct should be it should be uh, should be Michelle's goal, and uh, yeah, a great international window for uh, for her. And again, you wonder. I know Women's World Cup was in the A League off season, mm. and she's in better form now than she was a year ago. What difference could she have made at the World Cup? We'll never know. Well, she wasn't even looked at. No. So yeah, that that is a hard one to to. Uh... It's ascertain exactly where she would have been in the pecking order because oh, I don't believe she was looked at. And look, you can't you can't fault the Matilda's coaching staff with regards to that so much because to be fair, because obviously you've got the likes of Sam Kerr, mm-hmm. you know. And yes, Sam Kerr did go with an injury, but in hindsight, it, it w- wouldn't have hurt to have um, uh, to have Michelle Heyman in the squad. The question is, is who misses out now? Because you've got eighteen apparently that can only go. Yeah, it's a small squad. Oh, and that's and really the, tough. And what the balance of that is. I mean, look, I think you only take two goalkeepers. I don't know if you have to take three for this. I would only take two. It depends if it's a requirement or not. Yeah, but mm. what? So you're going to have. You can, if you can take two, you take two. Yeah, that's but right. If you have to take three, then it gets yeah. a bit short in outfielders. Yeah, exactly. And that's why mm. I think if. If you have to not nominate two, or, you know, and third is an optional, I'd just go with the two. Mm. You would just go with uh, Mackenzie Arnold and, geez, who would be second keeper? Tegan Micah. Tegan Micah. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think she would be – I feel for the, you know, Jada Wayman in, in this case. Yeah. Or, her, you know, um, yeah, whoever would be the third keeper. But, yeah, uh, I would suggest only taking two if that's just the minimum requirement. Yep. And then – You've got 16 you, positions for outfielders. You know. You have to take Catley. You, you have to take Carpenter. Correct. You have to take Lani. Yep. You have to take Charlotte Grant. Yep. You have to take Claire Hunt. Yes. You've got... You need the, another defender in there. That's five there. Yep. So you're up to seven. And, yep. you, yeah, you probably need another defender in there. That's eight. You need another centre-back in there. Mm. Be a Polks. Do you reckon uh, Polk would go? I think she'd get picked. Yep. Okay. I've got, I got doubts whether I would pick Polkinghorn. Sure. But, yeah, I think a bit of a sort of send-off-ish yep. kind of sure. selection. Um, you, so I think no more than six defenders because Charlie you, Grant can you, play left you, and right. You can't take more than six. Yep. It leaves you too short because you're already at eight and then you've got... Ten for midfielders and forwards. You know, yeah. So then you've got Gorry, Puny Cross. Okay, so you're at Yallop. ten now. Yep. You take Yallop for midfielder backup. Yep. And then so that's 11. And seven positions for the more advanced places, and you have to take Razzo, uh, you, you, you have need, to take Ford, you, I think you have you to need, take Fowler. Yeah, but you need a couple of players. Like you're, you're not only going to just take three midfielders that way. You're going to take one to more. take two backup midfielders. You got to take one more, you don't you? Do you? Mm. 18 so restrictive. 
It's so restrictive. Because you need yeah. two strikers. Yeah. yeah maybe three. Three strikers. So that's Heyman, obviously not Kerr. Uh-huh. I'm not counting Fowler as a striker. Even I would. though maybe I would. maybe I that's would. like in a this, half in and this. Yep. someone I can slot in as like a, I, a nine I, or a yeah. ten. Yeah, I would in this case. Mm. So who's the other striker you're taking? Hmm. Or do you try and sort of account for that by having well, Kevin uh, Ford as a auxiliary nine and that's your cover? Yeah. 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 I think you I think you go Ford. I think you go Ford, Fowler, and Heyman. It's tough on it's tough on the other strikers, isn't it? It is. It's very tough. Mm. Very tough. So you have to take Razzo. Yep. Does Torpy go? I think she just takes a claim. Very hard to deny from here. Yep, absolutely. So by my accounts, I've got two spots left. Same here. Same so here. Hard. <laughs> so um, hard. Okay. Let's work on the okay. Does anyone come in that wasn't in this squad? I think Chids so, can. Yes. If there's a, like a rip-roaring end of the oh, season, uh-huh. like blows the A-League women's away for the rest of the season, I'm talking. Yep. Like, if you could award uh, the, the Julie Dolan medal from now to the end of the season, you have a, a clear number one choice. Like, that's the sort of level that it has to be. Sure. Which was last season. Yeah. And aside from an absolute 10 out of 10 back end of the season, I don't think Chids gets in the squad. So Van Egmont gets, gets in? Yes. Yes, Van Egmont will get in because... There's your other centre mid cover. Yes. Yep. Because you can That's right. play Van Egmond alongside Gory or Cooney Cross or That's true. That's true. So that's one spot left. Yeah. And who Lagaza? Probably deserves it. Yeah, I'd say so. Been a good season in the women's. Yeah. Based on based on her performances at Western United this season. Yeah, I agree. And nice little almost make up for the women's World Cup. Oh. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Because that was a, a very tough time. Yeah, it was. It's a tough call. Cup. Yeah, tough call. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. We've just named our Olympic team. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. I did. I, you know, we didn't think that we would go, <laughs> go that far, but look, I mean, the conversation warrants it now, right? Because they're there, mm. and yep. um, you know, it's uh, and hopefully everyone can stay injury free. And yeah, can, fingers crossed. Can go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I, that was my thought after three nil last oh. night. The, the aim of the game is not get injured and. Oh. We should mention that shock and pitch again. Uh, I did not realize that Pink was having a concert there. Look, mm-hmm. Pink's great, no, no problem, right? I'm more of a Pink fan than a Taylor Swift fan, right? Uh, I'll go the other way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Must be the age thing, right? But, <laughs> but um, having said that, yeah, come on, we have to do better. We have to do yep. better. I would have rather played that at AM at what do you call it? What's uh, Swan Street. Swan Street. Yep. I didn't want to miss, you know, <laughs> uh, mispronounce great the name. name for a stadium. It is a great name. But, it's very uh, English, to be fair. Yeah, it is. It is. I agree. Uh, we'd rather play at Melbourne Rectangular Stadium <laughs> than <laughs> Swan That's Street. Awful. Yeah. That is awful. Like, as it should be known, <laughs> Swan Street, as opposed to Marvel. The difference is 25,000 people. Yeah. I, I understand that. And look. That's the e- difference. Even allowing for the shocking state of the pitch. Mm. The football, you know, the football played wasn't that bad. Yeah, I mean, the, it the wasn't. Got as, a bit, yeah, I was going to say the pitch got as, a bit. Yeah. Sorry, Nathan. No, go on. It wasn't as polished as it could have been. Like there was a lot of sloppy moments, and yeah, uh, a lot of particularly in the Uzbekistan box was uh, pretty tough at times. Mm. I agree, and um, I think there's a lot to 
really work on in video sessions and these sorts of things if uh, the Matildas are going to pull off a miracle in Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, but go on, as you were saying. No, no, I, I agree with you, Nathan. I, I thought that it wasn't as bad as what it could have been, and thankfully no one got hurt, Yep. really, by and large. I don't, you know, um, I don't know if there are any noodles or anything consequently that, that have come out, but by and large, I think we uh, got through, you know, everybody got through um, pretty freely. Mm, yeah, because it's Marvel as well as the Sydney Football Stadium at the moment. The same deal. In concert again. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. What do you, what do you do? yeah, yeah, Like, you I can't mean... do anything. Yeah, And it was nice having Allianz as good as it has been in the past, but uh, the concert limit has been massively... Um, It's been increased, Nathan, so we're going to yes, have this... the limit's We're going been increased, yes. to, we're going to have to put up with this now. The Suncorp of the South, yes. Yeah, because we don't have a... Uh, because we're just going to sit and accept it. And, okay, what do you do? What do you do? You don't own the stadium. You're a tenant. Correct. So there's nothing you can do. Yeah, no, that's right. Yep. That's exactly right. So we're just going to put up with it and be quiet. Alternatively, look at um, smaller boutique stadiums around our cities, which would be nice. Mm, very nice. Very nice. But, yes, getting one for the Matildas was going to be uh, very difficult to acquire, something that is big enough, which is an amazing thing to have to say about That's the true. women's national football team. That's true. That's true. You can't put the Matildas in a boutique stadium anymore. No, you can't. No, you can't. Whilst you can put the soccer route in a bit sex stadium. Absolutely, you can. You know, which uh, <laughs> will be happening next month with uh, when Lebanon comes to town. yeah, that's going to feel like an away game. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. But it, look, <laughs> it'll be good. I think it's good for the game. yeah, very I, I, much think, so, I very think it's much good so. for the game. It's a good filler for uh, the Socceroos and It is, football, it and is. football Australia. Yeah, very much so. Laz, talking about facilities, this is a nice segue into the legacy report. Uh, it's going to say, and talking about Football Australia. Yes, it's almost A couple like of, we planned that. yeah, well, no, we didn't. But a couple of things have come out from Football <laughs> Australia, haven't they, over this uh, the course of this week? yeah, there was a bit of a, a report published, a 40-something page report on the Women's World Cup and the impact that it's had and where to from here. As we're not going to go through every single aspect of the 42-page report, we'd be here all day tomorrow and all day after that as well. But Yes, that's you're right there. there's some good nuggets in there in terms of stats and... Those are the headlines in terms of participation at grassroots to the ratings for the tournament and crowd figures for the A-League women and memberships, things like that. And they also outline a whole host of further improvements that can be made for football, women's football in particular, in Australia. And, look, you can't disagree with much of it. No, you can't. Uh, look, overall, it is pretty positive, right? Let's, you know, let's call it the way that it should. Right? Mm-hmm. It's been, it was a, a very positive experience for all concerned and congratulations to all involved for delivering a high quality World Cup. And that was bundled together. The presentation of it was was pretty good, right? You can't, you can't fault FIFA for that. Obviously, whatever FIFA... generally Our friends get at FIFA, uh, behind yes. our friends at FIFA, generally do as tournament-wise, generally tend to do a pretty good job of it, right? Um, irrespective of who they award what tournament to wear and how they do that, Yes. right? Once we get to a tournament, they do a pretty good job most of the time. Yeah, correct, right? So that being said, I think we've been a bit too diplomatic. The sport itself has been a bit too diplomatic in with regards to not maintaining... territory and actually, you know, standing by, you know, standing up for itself. 
with regards to this legacy. So the fact is that I think we need to do a – we need to stick to our guns more, I think, as a game, especially when you read like a line that says 2,400 – with over 2,400 clubs operating at full capacity right now, right, there's a $2.9 billion gap in facility investment across Australia. That's staggering. How do we try and address that gap? By giving more money to AFL and NRL, yes. <laughs> really, <laughs> right? And then, like further down the report, right, we say, okay, yeah, Football Australia welcomed the $398 million from the Australian and various state governments for Legacy 23. $129 million of the total funds were allocated by government to positively impact other sports. Why? Mm. Like, I don't necessarily have a problem with some money going to other sports. Yes. But football should get the vast majority of it. And yeah. A, a two-thirds majority is not high enough. I, that's where I that's where I'm coming from. I don't think that's high enough. Yeah. And look, it doesn't have to be 100%. I'm not going to sit here and say that interest in women's sport generated by football should only yep. translate to money towards football. It's not like that because we, like the benefit of Australian women's national team has a massive impact on those who want to play football in this country, but it also Correct. should inspire people to play other sports. Yeah, sure. And then the facilities that they have access to should be improved as well in turn. It, it should but, be closer to 75%. Yes. Yep. I'm with you. And in terms of the big stadium infrastructure, football does benefit. There was a section in the report that detailed the likes of Swan Street and uh-huh. Brisbane and sure. other stadia that football uses, uh-huh. which also benefits other sports. That's the very nature of where we are in this part of the world. Yep, sure. But you're right. The grassroots facilities is the big one. Uh-huh. And... That comes from government funding. That is lobbying. Now, yeah, that's right. And then we're talking about the facilities gap, right? And another avenue that's open because of the Australian government, 200 million player way grant program, mm. right? Which was announced during the Women's World Cup. How much of that is going to football? Less than half, isn't it? Exactly. So we announced it during the Women's World Cup. We actually mm-hmm. let them announce it at, at, a, at the Women's World Cup, let this current Australian federal government do it. Right, I don't care what political persuasion you are, but so yeah, here, okay, here you can use our our platform to announce it. Mm. But half, more than half of that is going to other sports because because of the impact that football has had. Mm. Uh, you know, I just find that gobsmacking. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And look again, I'll say it shouldn't be a hundred percent of football, but it should be the vast majority. And this is interest in women's sport that has really been brought on by the World Cup and by women's football specifically. So that should be reflected in where the post-tournament funding at grassroots level goes. And it's been a recurring theme for football in this country that there is a significant gap between participation numbers and funding. It's always been there. And to be honest, do I see it ever going away? No. Do I see it being minimalized or reduced? It's probably a better word. I do. I do. Because the tide's got to take its toll eventually. But... There's always going to be that gap. Oh, the gap as highlighted in that report is too big. Mm, yep. It, it is too big, right? The question is, is what can be done to kind of recover the gap, not only as a game first, so as a game, right, first, and then to get to to foster the increase in female participation in football because there has been a significant impact on female, on demand for female football as mm. a result of this Women's World Cup. And clubs are turning people away because, and yep. we're talking about grassroots clubs. Forget mm-hmm. your MPL uh, level and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. We're talking about grassroots clubs because the grassroots clubs can't cope with 
the demand. And we said that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we're not being prophets and we're not saying, oh, you know, look at us. We're, no. But the, the fact is, at the, at the time, well out from the Women's World Cup, you and I discussed it, that this was one of our fears. And now it's coming home to roost. And we're not being, you know, fear merchants or, you know, being grumble bums about it. Mm. The At the coalface right now, right, there are young girls being turned away that can't play because clubs can't facilitate them. And that should not be allowed to happen, right? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And look, for those who do get turned away, hopefully they pick up another sport because sport's great. Everyone yeah, should get involved in, in sport. But it'd be fantastic if everyone could play football. And that's where this whole discussion is, that there isn't enough avenues to play football at grassroots. And what you are seeing at grassroots level is a lot of dad coaches and yep. a lot of volunteers being taken up, which not a problem in general, but there has to be so much more. And and there has to be infrastructure around that and support around that. And online, uh-huh. like, uh, you know, online support for those parents that have just, you know, have, have just mm. thrown their hand up and said, okay, I'll coach. Yeah. There's so many reluctant that's what, coaches That's what it's gotten there. to. There's so many reluctant because, coaches out there. Yeah, that because there isn't hand. enough coaches. So yep. people are getting roped into coaching because there's no one else to do it. And then that affects the quality of players and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we just want people to get involved first and then let's put in a place, a, a program to improve the quality, you know, but it has to be measured. Sorry, Nathan, I got caught up mid, mid rant there. <laughs> that you did, but that's all right. Not a problem at all. Uh, more of it, I say. Laz, one thing that has come out in the last couple of days moving forward for Australian women's football is that it looks like we're odds on favourite now to host the 2026 Women's Asian Cup. Yeah. Look, and hopefully the quality across Asia will be really good right, and improved. Um, we saw that in the Women's World Cup that the first tier of Asian nations really applied themselves very well and, and were a credit to the competition. So there were there were fears around initially the quality of the games around 32 nations. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that this will be if it's I believe it's twenty four nations uh, similar to the Asian Cup for men from what I've seen. You tested me here. I may be wrong. Right, I may be wrong. I've I've just going off memory. I, I've read that it was my understanding that it's going to be a twenty four nation tournament. If that's the case, um, yeah. Look, there there will be some blowouts in, in this edition of it. Mm. But by the by, I think if we do a similar approach to what happened during the Women's World Cup and get the diaspora to communities to support, um, you know, their their countries of origin or heritage. I think that we can do a really good job this tournament. And it doesn't need to be played at, uh, unless the demand is there. For well, it will be for the home, Matildas. <laughs> yeah, for the, yeah, that's right. You know, uh, for Homebush and, and, and the like, right? It'll probably be played in the middle of the year again, or dare suggest. Yep. I've so, looked, uh, well, I mean, the last Asian Cup was in January, February. Mm, it depends uh, on where it is. Yeah. I mean, surely you move it to June, July, August for oh, the Australian climate. I would have thought so. I would have thought so. And it's conducive to playing, you know, to, to producing better football, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yes, I wonder if you'll get the other co's to step aside for the big venues like you did for the Women's World Cup. Mm, I don't know if they're going to be as. Um, willing yeah. to uh, get out of the way, but I think we can work it around a bit more with a bit more flexibility because it is the AFC and it's not just um, and it's not just 
FIFA that you're dealing with, right? So we can probably work a way around it, I think. True. And you can use Newcastle, Perth, Correct, yeah. Adelaide Moore, Canberra. There are more venues that will become available um, than those that we saw at the Women's World Cup. Yeah. But, Laz, what it will be is three plus up to four, if I've got the format right, games in Australia for the Matildas, provided they go deep into the tournament. Mm-hmm. Or up to so up to seven games that we can see, which yep. is great. Another opportunity to have a tournament in this country is fantastic. I would expect every single Matilda's game to be sold out well in advance. True, and it's brilliant. So, twenty twenty three Women's World Cup, twenty twenty six Women's Asian Cup, twenty thirty two Summer Olympics in Brisbane. It's good to have all these tournaments here in Australia at the and, moment when the Matildas yeah, are right. at Correct. the peak of their popularity. Correct. And if we throw in a FIFA Club World Cup in there. Mm. Perspective for 29, yes, in the men's game, but still, you know, like having tournaments of that kind of caliber on our shores mm. is just great to see. And hopefully, the, you know, that they, uh, Football Australia does secure the 29 rights. Yeah, that'd be very nice. Um, but I was sort of looking at the angle, just having so many competitive matches for Ooh. Matildas in Australia, yeah, tournament no, matches in particular. That's not something that a lot of countries can say to have. The three major tournaments that the Matildas compete in in Australia within a decade would be incredible, and we're almost there. Well, yeah, we just got to wait for the Asian Cup to be awarded, but it's it's a huge opportunity. It's a huge opportunity, especially for some of the younger team members in in this Matildas squad at the moment that um, can have an eye on you know LA twenty eight and uh, Brisbane thirty two. Yeah, it, I mean, look, it's only what eight years away now. Yeah. Jeez. A lot of water under the bridge between now and then, but uh, it doesn't yeah. sound that far away. No, but it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, it goes in the flesh of an eye. <laughs> God, I'll be, 50, um, but... I'll be 56 then, my Lord. <laughs> Wait, you're not 56 already? This episode is about to become E. <laughs> Nathan, fuck off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were still catching up on the mainline episode numbers. <laughs> very clever, very clever. No, we uh, no, we've surpassed my age. Thank you very much. Obviously, yes, obviously, huh? Obviously, <laughs> yes. Uh, back about three episodes ago. Mm. So yeah, um, yes. <laughs> but look, having this many games in Australia for the Matildas is fantastic. Yeah, all jokes aside, absolutely. If there's not going to be significant funding for grassroots after the World Cup, maybe after it just it'll be relentless. Asian Cup, mm. Olympics, mm. you would think, maybe I'm being too optimistic, but you would think that after three hammer blows in, from the world of football, that there would be significant funding and significant movement on that front compared to the other sports at grassroots level. The issue you will have is like we've experienced now. So football has hosted this hugely significant event and the when it's when football has been the catalyst itself we haven't fought to say no hey 75% of what we generate it needs to stay with our, like or what's been awarded needs to stay purely within our sport the other 25% can go to sports that don't have a reliance on and they should go to other sports where the playing field isn't so level avoid mm-hmm. the sports of AFL and NRL, like, okay, they don't have a problem with raising money or getting grants or having the year of government because they've done it well for so long. Likewise, cricket for that matter. But 
with, with regards to other sports, right, and good luck to them. No one's saying, hey, you know, we, we don't want them to get any money. They do. So you're not going to stop that. And mm. they're very good operators and con- congratulations to them. But when one sport only, it's not the Olympics. It wasn't as if the Olympic, and then there's, you know, the obligation to actually go and disperse that amongst the di- different types of sport, right? With the Olympics, you go, fair enough. Okay, there's however many sports there are. Then every sport should get a little bit, okay? It can be argued, okay, well, which sport contributes more as far as ticket sales and all that kind of stuff, right? Well, I, I think the Sydney Olympics uh, football actually did pretty well in 2000. I can tell you that. You might not remember that, Nathan. But no, I, can tell I don't. You. <laughs> I don't. I think my memories of the 2000 Sydney Olympics pretty much start and end with Nikki Webster at the opening ceremony. Oh, jeez. How's that for a, a – how's that for a, you know, recycle back to the Matildas and the Shawbrick Kisses? Yes. There you go. <laughs> Unbelievable. But um, – or a segue, I should say. But, mm. yes, that was the word I was looking for. But it happens. You forget what words as you get older. But <laughs> as Nathan just collapses into <laughs> laughter. But um, you're making it too easy for me. Well, uh, <laughs> hey, what have I got to hide really about it? I mean, it's it's true, and I accept it, and I welcome it. I embrace and it, and I hope I get there one day. Uh, I hope you do too. <laughs> and I pray it's that it's better know. than the alternative. <laughs> That's correct. Mate. I'm thankful I'm alive every day. It doesn't matter, you know, what the challenges are, but. Um, that being said, the it's not like the Olympics where the you know where there is a I would feel compelled to actually go all right. Let's have a look at the number of sports that we have here. This this is where we need to you know divest the the, the funds that we generate or whatever the case is. The funds that are available. One sport has brought this level or increase of um, of uh, of economic activity as far as the sporting industry is concerned. In with the regards to female participation, and yet you know, like we haven't fought for that extra ten percent. That ten percent is forty million. Forget the two hundred million from the federal government. Mm, yep. Right. Which we should have actually said no. Hey, this event has done it. You're announcing it at our event. Off that, the money. We, we want sixty-five. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all mm-hmm. easier said than done, but we need to stick to our barrel. Like we need to stick to our guns when it comes to these things. Yeah. That's for sure, Laz. That's for sure. There's a lot of work to be done for women's football for grassroots level. And yeah. it's great to see the impact that it has had, but there's still so much potential left on the table. Very much and, so. Uh, Very much we so. We look forward to uh, seeing that uh, hopefully realized in the uh, years to come. Cor- correct, correct. But there was another uh, announcement from Football Australia announced last Go week on. in conjunction with FIFA. So the Australian Football Talent Development Scheme, or TDS, has been announced, and it's designed to address the need for a robust and equitable and comprehensive talent identification and development framework across the country, Nathan. Yes, this is good to see. I like that there's a bit of focus here on regional areas because you saved before 24,000 football clubs for women's football in this country. uh, 2,400, sorry. Not 2,400. 2,400, yep. Yep, 2,400. I meant 2,400. Um. Not twenty four thousand. That'd be it's nice. only it's only an, it's only one zero. <laughs> it is. Hey, maybe that'll be enough to supply the demand. Uh, that's maybe it. Not. That's it. <laughs> um, but the vast majority of that twenty five hundred are going to be in the capital cities, mm. and there's a lot of stones left unturned in the regions. And this will go some way to trying to make sure that they cast a wide enough net 
for talent ID and making sure everyone gets a fair crack at it because yeah, there's so right. many people who have come from country areas. Ellie Carpenter is a great example. Come from the regions yeah. to yeah. the absolute top of the women's game. Yeah. And uh, you wonder how many more Ellie Carpenters are out there that have been missed in the past. Um, they'll be ample. So this is going to be a great initiative to try and ensure that we cast as wide a net as we can. Yeah. So uh, effectively, there are you know the way that it works is there are multiple entry points like schools, clubs, MPL, A League academies, regional talent ID camps, and then there'll be talent development matches and club club matches and and a TID event nationally, and then from there you'll go into um, long-term monitoring of youth national team selection and um, invitation to talent ID activities. So, look, it sounds promising. It sounds like there is a bit of, you know, it's a plan. There's a stepping stone to this plan, which is, you know, and it's sequenced, which is good. And there um, is a calendar in place as well for for this, which it gives you something tangible to aim for, you know? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. So we look forward to seeing the the benefits of this, which... Yeah, we'll be keeping an eye on it. We'll mm. be keeping an eye on it, oh, you know, for sure, because I think it's uh, I think it's important. It is, and let's hope it gets followed through on, because there's been some initiatives in the past that we haven't seen the full fruit of, so hopefully this one is one that goes Oof. the other way. Yes, there's one that comes to mind, Nathan, but uh, never mind. Project 22, that's all I'll say. <laughs> and that was... A de- Debacle, but nevertheless, all these things were tried. But um, yeah, I think this year seems seems quite coherent, um, and with the um, input of FIFA as well, it, it's it's a you know it shows that there's a a real tangible approach to it. I think very much so, very much so. Lads, shall we move on? We shall, we shall. Let's move to the more frivolous stuff of football. I don't yes, know if it's and- I don't know if it's necessarily frivolous, but it's. <laughs> It's different. It is different, or, but let's let's stay on Australian. I was going to say, do you want to talk A League? Yes, I think we can talk A League for the moment. Um, there's a fair few headlines that have gone around the last week or so. I think uh, what I'd like to start off on is one that came out a couple of days ago, and uh, Sean Millicamp has yep. announced that he's stepping down as a Central Coast Mariners CEO after nine years of service. Yep. And by all accounts, one of the good guys in mm. football, yep. one of the good suits out there. And yep. the Mariners pretty much got transformed from a laughing stock to mm-hmm. probably, I think you'd say, the, the best development club in the mm. country. Mm. Yeah. And uh, it's hard to say just how much is down to Sean, but I don't think you can underestimate it. Um, having met Sean on three or four occasions, albeit briefly, but, um, and, you know, having conversations with him, I've found him to be quite an astute operator or shrewd uh, in that way. So, I, it doesn't surprise me that that the Central Coast have gone through the transformation that they have gone through. And look, you know, fair bit of it goes is definitely a credit to Sean. Mm. So um, we wish him well, and and look, congrats, congratulations on the job that that he has done at the Central Coast Mariners because they have become probably the most efficient football development factory in Australia, if I can put it that way. And I think Adelaide's yep. not too far behind them. Mm-hmm. And look, there's good academies around the country. Sydney mm. have a very good academy. Agreed, not agreed. that many of them made it into their first team, but uh, other first teams around the A-League and overseas. Melbourne City are also making very good inroads for what they provide. It's on some of the other clubs to uh, pick up the slack. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And look, and they will. I mean, it's only a, mm. a matter of time, yeah. right? It's 
and there's a lot of trial and error that goes into it, Nathan. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone's going to get it right. Like we've, compl- you know, we've said things about, you know, where the Brisbane Roar are at, and not singling out anyone in particular, but they look to be, irrespective of who the owners are, the club itself looks like that it's turned a corner, right, with the people that are involved. Okay, so or it, it's turning a corner. It's there's still yeah. a lot of work that needs to be done. Uh, it's, it's a big corner. Yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, but you can see the kind of trajectory that they're going down, right? Um, Perth, for instance, right? Perth Glory have got the pick of the of WA. Yeah. You know, and, you know, there are some great feeder, you know, NPL clubs in, in Perth that would be able to develop players for Perth to go and avail themselves to. Likewise, you know, the, their academy sports. So there's there's clubs that can do their development a, a, a bit better there's no doubt but it is a, a lot of it is by and large trial and error yeah for sure um and we can say for sure that the mariners have certainly arrived mm. at a, a very uh, as you say efficient and very uh, fruitful style philosophy yeah. yeah whatever buzzword you want to use but it's very successful at the moment on the central coast and and the coaching appointments have had a large thing to do with that too nathan so yeah. you know, and that's why I think Sean deserves his 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 credit with regards to that. Let's hope wherever Sean goes to next, it is still within the realm of football. It'd be nice because uh, it would be a great shame to lose him to the, mm. uh, another industry. And also, in turn, hopefully Sean's replacement is uh, able to do just as good a job, if not even better. And look, it's a unique market, the Central Coast, and they don't have national representation in any other sport. And uh, we know that the Central Coast is very fond of, yes, it's rugby league, but they're also very fond of the Mariners. Mm. Uh, yes, and it probably will stay like that because I don't really see the Central Coast Bears in the NRL getting up. Oh, let's not go there. But, uh, <laughs> let's no, not but go the, point there. <laughs> is, the point is uh, the Mariners are the Coasties team. <laughs> 100, yes, 100, I know they 100%. were second choice. They were second choice back in 2005 behind Wollongong, but hey. You take the wins when you get them, and you run with it, and that's what they've done. So I've got a lot of respect for the Central Coast Mariners, despite what happened last Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not taking that personally at all. <laughs> I mean, they uh, they let you back into the game. Yes, uh, but we uh, presented presented the uh, win on a silver platter. And that you did, unfortunately. I felt for you that I will evening, say, I say, I will say, Josh Nisbet is the best player I've seen live in the A-League this season, in the flesh. Fair enough. That's a good call. I've been to a fair few Bulls games down at Campbelltown here this season. No yeah. one's played like he has. You, you've been to most of them, actually. I have. I have. I and have, you, you're I going. Have. And if you want to see Nathan, you can find him at Campbelltown tomorrow <laughs> night. <laughs> no, I'll, it'll be a good I'll, night tomorrow night. I won't Big be game. there, but, but you will be. That I will. That I will. Not, uh, not, not because I don't like MacArthur. It's just that it's too far. <laughs> and, yeah, it's uh, out in the sticks, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's not that. And and I'm <laughs> and um, yes. Uh, hopefully, I can have a nice Friday night. Yes, you got a better offer. I hope so. Well, yes. <laughs> that's, sub- that's, sub- that's subject to change, but <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> it stays that way. Uh, but no, it's a big game tomorrow night as we record. Mm, uh, big is. game for MacArthur in their um, hunt for the top six. They're in at the moment, but Hang on. they can are put we, some distance. Are we doing an A League preview? No. But oh, okay, I, was gonna I say. don't know how we got on the balls, but oh, it was me talking about Josh Nis, but that's right. <laughs> Correct. Um, no, we've we've jumped the running order here. Not that we have one, but we have jumped the running order. Um, other A League news, lads. Yes. 
there was a rumor going around last week that Auckland have uh, landed a big marquee signing. Yes, you did give me some cryptic clues, which uh, one I didn't actually zoom in on the on the cryptic clue. So I just saw this car well, doing donuts, and I thought, well, mm, I, yes. I didn't pay attention to the kind of car that it was. <laughs> but yes, mm. well, that's the rumor that was going around that um, Auckland have uh, acquired the services of the greatest A League men's goal scorer of all time, Jamie McLaren. Okay. Yes, that yes. Um, and not that that's been um, denied or anything, but it hasn't been confirmed been, either. It has not been confirmed, but there was a, a little swoop done by uh, FTBL.com.au, mm-hmm. uh, formerly, what was their old name? What I was their old remember. name? I can't remember I've now. I've forgotten. What was the old name? Yeah, just go with FTBL. But anyway. Yeah, that's the new name. But it used to be, <laughs> what did it used to be? That, that the magazine. It was a 442. No. Might have, was it 442 Australia? I, I thought it was, you know, but I might be wrong. Because I had Kevin Ayres writing for them. Oh, maybe we'll. Pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, gee, how soon we forget. Yes. Um, but anyway, it seems as though that they have acquired or on the verge of acquiring the services of uh, Jake Brimmer. That's a good signing. That's a big signing, that. Oh, it's a very good signing. I thought yeah. he'd be heading overseas to Europe, but he's going the other way, overseas eastbound. Uh, well, look, it's not always about the uh, lure of going overseas, but if you can earn a, a good lifestyle here, why not? And look, Auckland, mm-hmm. by all reports and all accounts, is a great city. So hopefully, um, they can attract their fair share of uh, mark, like you know, not marquee players, but a fair share of players, which will uh, help kick the club into a great um, onward direction. Which I think players like Brimmer would. It's looking good so far for Auckland. Mm-hmm. Still, as we say, waiting on the name and colours. Yes. And hopefully that doesn't put a pin in the uh, optimism balloon. Look, and they've got good operators behind them. Yes, we know that Corrick is the coach. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Terry McFlynn's the director of football there. So yeah, it'll, it'll be an interesting lead up to uh, their debut. Very much so. Very much so. And it seems as though we might have another blink club in the A-League, which would be nice. Ooh. Yes. Yes. We, well, Okay. Is Sydney FC still the bling club? They are. Mm. They are. I think they lost that moniker under Graham Arnold. No, they're still there for me. I don't look at Sydney FC as the bling club anymore. They, they should be. They should be. player yeah. in, in recent years. They should be, but they're not. Mm. Yeah. And you look at the stadium they've got. It's the best stadium in the A-League. It's not theirs. No, but that's where they play. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice no, if it was you theirs. Know what I mean. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, but um, yes. Yeah. Um, no doubt, no mm. doubt that 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 is a great facility, and again, it, it does come down to user experience and the atmosphere that's generated, and that's what's going to draw people back. But I don't consider CNFC to be the bling club of the A League at the moment. I don't think there is a bling club in mm. the A League at the moment. To be fair, because it has been Melbourne City, yeah, it yeah. has been Melbourne Victory. Yes, yeah, I agree with you there. As much as I try and downplay it. Melbourne Victory in particular. Mm. Melbourne City no. Melbourne City are, are not really fussed by the, by that tag, I would think. But no. I think it, it would bother the Melbourne Victory fan base more so <laughs> than what um, it would bo- you know, bother their club owners and their board. Yeah. And look, it'd be nice to have another big team because you've got the Mariners who are a development club, Newcastle are a development club. I think West United sort of fall in that bracket as well. MacArthur do. So it'd be nice to have Auckland if they come in as a big team. Yeah, I agree. Look, if like Sydney, a, if, a team yeah. that comes in and commands 
Yeah, I agree. A spot in the league. It would be awesome if you had Sydney FC being the bling club here and Auckland, uh, the Auckland franchise being the bling club on, on that side of the ditch, mm. you know, and having and building a rivalry that way. That'd be nice. Yeah, you know what I mean? But, yeah, I, I just don't see Sydney FC being like that at the moment. Maybe they'll get back there. Maybe. Other uh, A-League news, Laz, it looks like um, West United's new venue has got a name. All right, okay. I missed this. Remember yes. the story from a while ago about yep. they were putting out a poll for two names. Yes. Uh, Davis Park was the alternative. Yes. It lost. Yes. And Ironbark Fields has got the nod, which it has. in my mind is a whole lot better. That's, I agree with you. Rolls off the tongue quite nicely. Ironbark Fields for their training precinct and just the whole precinct. And a nice touch. They're going to be planting Ironbark trees around the facility. That's nice. I like that. Very nice. Very nice. Let's hope that they can get the surrounds sorted before too long because mm-hmm. it still looks like in the middle of nowhere. Yep, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> that's not on the club, that's on did, the council. Did you send a drone <laughs> up? To the, did you have a... <laughs> I've been there. I have been there. Ah, uh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Not recently, but... I haven't uh, had the pleasure, but... Mm, yeah, lots of dirt roads. Next time I get down there, I'll uh, try mm. try and get it out there. Mm. Um, but yes, it'll be very nice to have that facility in amongst a massive housing area. Because again, you've got people who can walk to the ground, and hopefully there's a good public transport on the way as well. TBC. Yeah. Mm. What else we got, lads? For Australian football news. Oh, the only thing we can do is just look. There's no A League women's obviously because of the Matildas' uh, involvement in international football during the week. But A League itself, I didn't mind the uh, last round. I thought it was. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind. It. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. It- Interesting, if not spectacular. Mm. I think the games were enjoyable to watch. I think I enjoyed, uh, well, the Mariners going down to Melbourne Victory was always going to be a, a spicy one, a spicy one we got in D3 red cards. And yeah. uh, that viral moment, the second one in a month involving the Mariners, this time it was them, Josh Nisbet missing that chance at the end of the game that he should have scored. Um, but that was a crazy game. I think Western Sydney had a very good first half. I agree. Which they needed. I th- I think they really needed that first half mm. as a team. Yeah. Bit of a yeah, settler for this weekend's derby. Mm-hmm. Um, but good game up at Brisbane on Friday night too. Was. They yeah, should have won out the rule. They should have. They should have. Th- those two sides tend to get on. That's it. Those two sides, when they play against each other, I should say, tend to put on pretty good games, I, th- I think. Mm. Um, that's kind of bring out the best in each other, which is really unusual. Wanderers winning in Adelaide, which was, uh, I think, the standout for mine for the for the weekend. Um, yeah, we did say Mariners and victory would be a highlight, but look, I think the most entertaining one was uh, the draw up in Newcastle between your yeah. mob and, and Newcastle. More drop points for the Bulls, but um, a good game. They just can't keep it together, MacArthur, at times. And... Uh, Charlie Mombois had a bad moment towards the end for the penalty and the 2-2, but fun game. Yeah, fun it game. was. Yeah. And two derbies coming up on Saturday night, Nathan. Three. On Saturday night? Yes. Which one's the third? Is it the distance derby? No, there's two Sydney derbies. Was well, oh, hang on. No, no, I was talking about the men. Sorry. Mm. You threw me for a second. I'm like, <laughs> the derby, distance derby's on. on. Um, okay. Yes. That's true. That is true. There are three. There are three, so it will be an interesting, um, interesting 
Saturday, nonetheless. Uh, look, Newcastle Central Coast, I actually like. I think it, it'll be a, a fun game to watch. I think Central Coast will be really good. Sydney and Wanderers, oof, take your pick. Take your pick. This one's a tough one to call. This is a really big game, and it's a big game at the best. At the worst of times, it's a big game, but there's a lot going into this game. Sydney are in very good form. Unlucky not to beat City last week. Great goal. Yeah. The opener. I agree. Was. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was. Probably a league goal of the season for mine. Uh, yeah, it's up there. Yeah, it's up there. Because of the build-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's shot. up there. Yeah, it's up there. Definitely a standout. Um, and, yes, Western Sydney with uh, Mr. Stigma back on the sideline. <laughs> I'm telling you it'll serve him well at the end. <laughs> um, but, no. That's the highlight of the week for mine, big time. That's mm. Sydney Derby. And look, I think the women's is a little bit easier to call, although I think they're closer together now, right? I don't think they're as much as a gap as there was in quality terms as compared to the start of the season. Oh, yeah. Because I remember the first, uh, the earlier Derby this season and, geez, Sydney were by far the better side. I think the Wanderers have closed that gap in the women's. With regards to the men's, geez, it's really, the Wanderers are, at home, they're favourites because they're at home. That's really what it comes down to. There's not another reason for it, I don't think. That's a toss. That's a flip of the coin job. That one really is. It is. It is. And, and I haven't looked at the the record, the stats, the past histories, but yeah. in my mind, the away team always does better in a Sydney derby. I think you're right. You know, I think you're right. I, but I, I think was, if the, I was at the last one at Moor Park mm. where the Wanderers won it through, um, and they were the better side by far that night. Yeah, they were. They were. Right. So. If you're going off that, really, the Wanderers should be favourites. But you're right. The away team seems to play better in the Sydney Derby. It's a, you know, you're right. You're right there. I'll tell you what, though. If the Wanderers win this one, um, yeah, I I think that just justifies my position that they might win the uh, toilet seat at the end of the year. We said it two weeks ago, I think it was, Laz, that this Sydney Derby is the medical break for Western Sydney this season. I think I stand by that. Yeah, I, I think it makes it. Where well, we I are agree. now. Yeah, I think like if they if lose they win, on Saturday night, yeah, yeah, I think they implode. This season implodes. Yeah, if they win, yeah. mm. they're going to be real difficult to beat. Yeah, and I mean, I think whoever I like wins what I see from the yeah. Mariners, I like yeah. what I see from the Phoenix. Yeah, yes, final series are a three-game knockout competition. Sure, so form doesn't matter at this stage of the season as long as you get in the six, that'll do. Correct. But I find it really difficult to pick a winner for the tall seat from here. Yeah, if whoever wins this derby will have a lot of momentum going into it, into the finals, yeah. uh, I think. Because it, it's a really a finals game come a couple of weeks early. It is, it is. All so, this build up, Laz, it's going to turn out to be a nil-nil draw or a 1-1. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. But uh, I've got to ask you, I've got to ask you about this scheduling Yep. for Saturday. Do mm-hmm. you have an issue with having the F3 derby as a warm-up fixture for the Sydney derby? I think the F3 derby should be played on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. It should it shouldn't be a in fact the women's derby should actually be standalone on its own. Mm-hmm. Not being having the F3 derby up against it. Yep. Which very it, much so. Which I agree it does into you know it does in effect. And also the F3 derby is not going to be over when the Sydney derby starts. No, that's right. There's going to be an overlap of about 15 20 minutes. Yeah. No, I, look, for mine, the F3 derby should be being played Sunday night. Oh, Sunday afternoon. Well, five o'clock yeah. Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. what's the, you know, 
But anyway. I don't know. What, at what point does the afternoon become the evening? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Daylight savings is coming to an end uh, next month, so we'll mm. have to see what happens. Um, or in yes, April. I think it is... It's great for those watching on TV to have one leading into the other, but Ooh. I do think it is pretty disrespectful to have the F3 so, Derby as a warm picture. That's how I say it. Channel 10 should actually have, if they're our, you know, who are the free-to-air sponsor, uh, provider, they should be going live with the women's, backing up into the men's, right? That's what, you know, like that should have been an, like, hey, if you're going to do this, this is the kind of programming that you need to do, right? Not because Sydney is the largest city and what have you, but, You've got the, you're doing, covering the game anyway. You've got mm. it on Saturday night. You've what, got all the cameras there. You've got the cameras there. <laughs> what are you doing? Mm. You should be going. Hey guys, you know what? Can you just throw this on? Do us a favor and throw it on free to wear for Saturday night because mate, nobody wants to watch. And look, I'm sure she's a lovely lady, Sandra Slowly, on a Saturday night. But seriously, right? All due respect to Sandra or whoever that presents 10 news on Saturday afternoon, right? I don't watch the damn thing, but put, <laughs> put it on, like, put it on free to air. What is the big deal? Yeah, I think this is a big problem with the current rights deal. Like, it's great having daily women's on YouTube, but we need it. Old dubs on YouTube and on Paramount, but we need it on free to air as well. I agree with you, Nathan, but feel free to go on with this with channel with free to air and channel 10. Really, it should be on free to air. And it, it should be, be. And, and it should be, Channel 10 should be promoting it, and it should be, hey, you know, if you can't get to the game, it'll be on Channel, channel 10 free to wear women's followed up by the men's. Mm-hmm. That's what it should be. And I saw a lot of frustration that the men's Sydney derby was being promoted last night during the Matildas, that oh. if anything, they should be promoting the women's Sydney derby. Yeah, okay, but it's not free to wear, but promote it. That's that's yeah, the I thing. agree. I agree. That's the listen. thing. If they broadcast it on free to wear on channel 10, stuff it put on 10, bowl or peach or whatever Correct. new channel you want to come up with and pull out of your right. ass. But the point is, put the women's game on a channel. 100%. Because you hide it on a streaming platform or you hide it on a stream, free or paid, doesn't matter. You're only going to attract people who actively want to see it. You're not going to get anyone stumbling across it. And last night would have been a great opportunity for. Channel 10 to actually plug it and say, listen, we're actually going to go, you you want to see where the future Matildas are playing? Watch the A-League women's on Saturday afternoon, like the Sydney Derby. The point is, not even future Matildas, current Matildas current are Matildas. playing no, this, that's sun, right. this they Saturday are. night. They are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. No, but like, but so you know Hardy what I mean. So in the squad. Yeah, sure. Was. Yeah, correct. Courtney Vine is all, is, wasn't in this squad, but no. is a regular hmm. Matilda. Correct. They're playing Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. It's you don't even have to sell sell the story of this is where the new stars are coming from. You got you, current stars. You got current stars. Yeah, it's a no brainer. <laughs> it's a no brainer. Yeah, it should yeah, have been. But... It should have been plugged. Um, a leagues should have already had spoken to Channel Ten about it, saying, "Listen, can we get you guys to throw this on free to wear on Saturday?" It is really like it's not that hard. Why it's is it so... simple stuff? Oh, geez. Anyway. Oh, it's frustrating as fuck. But anyway, there you go. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. 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 This episode's uh, really, really going to be rated E. But anyway. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, not as bad as Robbie Thompson's podcast, but. Uh... <laughs> oh, okay. I haven't. Mis- I've missed it this week. I'm going to have to listen to it. Um, yeah. Well, hey, they have okay. a different persona, so to speak, than what they have on the broadcast. Sure. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Yes. 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 No, that's fair mm-hmm. enough. 
It's funny um, what, broad, what broadcast laws will do. And where the podcast yeah. is such a, much more of a freer platform, aren't they? Yes. I, I think there's a little bit of novelty of being on a podcast and not bounded by what you can and can't say in terms yeah, of profanity. In terms of profanity, correct, yes. Mm. Um, so, yes, there's a little bit of novelty with that, I think, is uh, showing. But, uh, hey, all the power to them. Um, I agree. Laz, what other Aussie football news have we got? I think we're expecting another delay with the Newcastle sale. It's another delay. Kick the can down the road again. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully uh, the story that it will be by the end of March is turns out turning out to be true. I'm mm-hmm. not holding my breath. Me neither. Uh, also with Newcastle, Stamatolopoulos looks like he might be going to Europe. I'm not again. surprised with that. I'm not surprised with that. I maintain that if he was playing for Melbourne Victory or Sydney FC or Western Sydney this season, he would have been in Qatar. The Asian Cup. Yeah, I think that's a fair shout, actually. I think that's a fair shout. I think where he's playing is maligned him a little, yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of sight, the, out of mind almost. Yeah, and, and there's no doubt that I think a, a potential move overseas is on the cards for that boy. Mm. And Newcastle will pocket a decent transfer fee because he's on contract. Yeah, that's right, he is. Mm. Fantastic. Uh, hopefully it actually goes to Newcastle, not Sydney, Western Sydney, Western United. Yeah. Well, there might, well, there might be a little bit, but I don't know how much. I don't think there would be much of a trailing fee, to be honest. Um, I think we should mention that it was nice to see um, in the FA Cup this morning. Oh, we're going overseas. A, uh... Okay, let's go. No, no, no. Well, maybe you'll use this as a oh, segue, okay. unless sure. you've got something else. But what I was going to say is uh, Cam Pubion getting his first yes. start for Brighton. Yeah, yeah. That was good to well, see. He, he was hooked at half time, and they did lose the match. But, hey, great to get a start. Nonetheless, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I agree with you. And it was good to see. Mm. Hopefully he gets more because uh, mm. he's spent a long time there at Brighton now with a, a few loans that uh, could have been better, but mm. looks like he's uh, finally getting his chance around the first team. Which, mm. if you're going to make it, if you can make it anywhere, you can make it at Brighton. He's been there for a little so while. Many opportunities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been, That's but he's point. been yeah. he's been in the um, framework of the first team as well for a little while. So mm. hopefully, uh, you know, he continues that trajectory and can break the first squad. Yeah, break mm. into That'd the first nice team. Yeah, no, agree, agree. But shall we stay overseas, Nathan? Yes, I think we shall. Okay. And uh, look, when... I mean, it, it wasn't a seismic week of football, was it, in Europe? Uh, oh, look, there was one one particular result that really uh, disappointed me. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie, that was uh, Sunday morning. So, Go yes. On. Yeah. Oh, look. <laughs> hey, Arsenal, fair. I think full credit to Arsenal, mm. right? Fair play. They're in the title race now. Yeah. It's a three-horse race now. Right, so at least that um, you know that offers a lot of interest. Having a three-horse race in this uh, title race will be, you know, definitely make it interesting up until the very, very end. Hopefully, hopefully they don't fall off. Mm. Oh, um, I don't see them falling off. No, neither. I don't see they're them in too good form. And ever since they had that warm weather training camp in what was it, Dubai or Abu Dhabi mm. or yeah, Doha, Dubai. yeah, Dubai, they've come back a better team, a different team. They I don't recognise the Arsenal that I've seen the last month. What served them very well, and we mentioned it a few months ago, was that they were gritty in the sense that they were playing ugly and getting results. Mm. Then they fell away for a little bit, and they've Look, gone away. They always have a December dip. Yeah, they've all, they've gone away and they've come back. And geez, since the start of the year, oof, yeah, you know, different team. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. I mean, look, good to see, um, good to see them now. I, I don't think they choke. But if they lose it, they lose it legitimately on their sword, and that's it. Yeah, you know. And I think if you ask me to pick a team to win the Premier League right now, I am going to say Arsenal because 
All of Liverpool's injuries are going to catch up with them. City not playing well. Luton in the FA Cup aside, they're scraping results. I disagree with you. Who? I think Liverpool win the Premier League. I just look at the injuries. Yeah. Like Jota's out for pretty much the rest of the season. Like Sobers lies only just coming back, maybe, but like Dava Nunez has had his niggles and Trent and Robbo and they find Alice a way, Nathan. Out. They find a way. Mm. They find a way. And the kids the kids have had a good week. They have. Haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> they have, haven't they? The kids are all right. Mm. The kids are all right indeed. The kids are all right. Um they yeah, might have they... picked up a, a, a tin pot trophy that you only care about if you win it. Look, you were crying about it last year. I yeah, because have, we won it. <laughs> okay. I would have done exactly the same. I would have been crying about it. Oh, yeah. So, we only care about it if you win it. Yeah. But, uh, look, um, and a big result against Southampton as well. So mm. And the sets cup. up a Northwest derby in the next round. Of all the teams, eh? Mm. Are you happy with the draw? Yes, I am, because you always want the big ties in the FA Cup. Yeah, sure. But it's great to make a cup run, but, I mean, you play like average Premier League teams, bottom-half Premier League teams, or championship sides, there's not enough interest in that. Yeah, like, sure. A, a cup run's great, but you want the big ties. Yeah. Would have been and, good if it was a semi-final rather than the quarter-final. Yeah. Well, let's hope the semi-final is Manchester United and Newcastle United, huh? Uh, yeah. Oh, look. <laughs> I'd be happy <laughs> for that. Nice. It would be nice. Yeah, mm. It would be nice. Um, yeah. Look, uh, Newcastle seemed to be flat, obviously coming off the back of the Arsenal result. Um, you know, a couple of games on the road, but What's worried me is we haven't won at home this year mm. since the since the turn of the year. So although we you know and but we've played generally quite well away, but um, the game against Blackburn was not great, and likewise Arsenal. So look, like through... you guys just having so much trouble at the back as of late. Yeah, yeah. What's happened to Botman? Oh. Where was the Botman from last season? Is he and still injured? Maybe I think he's got a niggle. You know, I think he's got a knock. See, he looked awful. Yeah, he did at Arsenal. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, he didn't know his head from his ass. And, and so did Gimaraish, actually. Um, but look, I think Gimaraish is a different kettle of fish in the sense he actually needs workers around him, like Joel Linton, like guys that will run, mm. um, because that gives him the time and the space to do what he needs to do. If he doesn't have those type of players around him, it makes it very laborious. So, um, yeah, Newcastle are in a funny point in time. I think by the time the quarterfinal comes around against Manchester City, it could be different. I mean, we did it's not face that far away. It isn't, but it could, like you know, those couple of weeks make a difference, right? Mm. Um, I think that we did face them in the League Cup. You know, that holds us in good stead for this tie, right? So let's just wait and see what happens. I mean, look, very much so. Ireland scoring a handful of goals is just five. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. Five at Luton. Four of them assisted by De Bruyne. And he could do it at any time. De Bruyne yep. coming back is the thing, right? And I'm not saying Liverpool win the Premier League with much conviction at all. I just have a feeling that they'll do it. It's just mm. a gut feel, nothing, you know. And sometimes my gut feels right and sometimes my gut feels are wrong. Indeed. Laz, um, mm. any comments on the rest of the FA Cup round from this midweek? Uh, the run for Maidstone came to an end. At yeah. the Coventry Banking Society Arena, 5-0, but a great run for them. Yeah. Leicester getting over Bournemouth, mm. two championship te- two championship teams in the last eight is good yeah, to see. Yeah, that's right. It is good to see. And um, Leicester and Chelsea will be an interesting one. Mm. Chelsea just scraping by yeah. Leeds. Leeds, yeah. Just. 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 And uh, Coventry will be away to Wolves. 
Indeed, that's a bit that, of a derby. That's an interest. Yeah, it is, and that's an interesting. Mm. I was going to say that is a bit of a derby, if I'm not mistaken, and mm. it'll be an interesting tie, nonetheless. That it will be. I reckon Chelsea, if they don't win the FA Cup, which they probably won't, uh-huh. Poch won't be the manager next season. I think they get knocked down in the quarters. I think Leicester turns. I think Leicester just. It's a good shout, you know. Mm. I'm inclined to agree with you, to be honest. Mm. I don't want to agree with you on everything, but <laughs> I see it. <laughs> so do I. I see it too. Don't worry. Never you mind. And, yes, I think it, as soon as they lose, that's the writing on the wall for Pochettino. Jeez, the Chelsea supporters are not happy with him, aren't they? Nope. 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 Uh, yeah. They're in a mess. They are in a right mess. And the, uh, what did Gary Neville call them during the League Cup final? The uh, billion, billion pound blue billion ball pound block. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. The that name will stick. Yeah, it will. A couple of interesting results um, earlier in the week, Nathan, or earlier this morning, I should say. Um, Napoli giving six of the best to Sassuolo. Very good. Are they back? Oh, well, they're too far gone to be back, but <laughs> but they could be. Like, they might be a, a bit of a pain in the ass uh, to teams toward the end of the season, I think, provide a bit of nuisance factor. But Osman with a hat-trick, Kravakuchelia with, uh, with a double, with a brace. So yep. And Modric, 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 doing the business for Madrid. Oh, class is just insane, isn't it? It is. He's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Did you have a problem with the uh, goal being ruled out early on? Looks soft to me. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it did look soft, but what do you do? What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should describe it for those that don't know, Nathan. Uh, So Real Madrid thought they'd scored in the 13th minute, I want to say. That's about right, yeah. Uh, VAR interjects as it always does. Find something nitpicky to uh, nitpick over. It's like re-referring the game, though. It is because it, it took is, about it four is. minutes, and that's horrible. It's disgusting. The length of time is a joke. There should be a, a little clock on the screen. If you can't make a decision in the thirty seconds, then you have to stick with the on-field decision. Something along those lines, I think, would be a nice change. Happy with the minute, right? But when you go back to like. Four different angles and slow it right down to see it. I think, yeah, because it's even worse when you're in the stadium. I it can is. speak from experience. Two weeks ago now, for the Macarthur Wellington game, the penalty shout that was in mm-hmm. the first days, Jermaine was subject to maybe a foul in the box. They had to check the offside and whether it was a foul or not. Sean Evans came over to the monitor and it looked like he was staring at a foot. It felt like ten minutes. It was probably closer to three. Mm. It was way too long. It's way too long. And it, you don't know, there's not enough communication to those in the ground with VR. No, that's right. Even in the biggest stadiums in Europe, all you get is like a little sign on the screen that says VR checking offside. You don't get the same replays. You don't have any idea exactly what they're looking at. And it all leads to more frustration. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, but in this Real Madrid Severe game, VR picked up on a uh, small bit of contact in a challenge where... Did he go through the player's foot to get to the ball? Technically, yes. Was it enough to be seen in real time? I'm going to go no. That's why I didn't get caught in real time. So I thought it was a bit soft. I agree. Look, but like I said, what do you do? I mean... Yeah. I mean, you won anyway. Yeah, that's right. And with a great goal. Yeah. Brilliant strike. But yeah. Last earlier this morning, mm-hmm. Copa del Rey, semi-final. Yes. Ralph so, Sociedad so against this. Mallorca. Yep. We were tantalizingly close to a Basque derby in the Copa del Rey final, subject to tomorrow morning's result. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, Real Sociedad have been dumped out on penalties. Yes, yes, they were. They're in a rut. Aren't they what? Since Christmas, they have dropped like a stone. It's amazing how Champions League, like if you haven't been in the Champions League for a while, you come back into it, how much it affects you. Mm, yeah. Um, look at Newcastle, look at Real Sociedad. It's, it's funny. It really is funny. Napoli. Napoli for that matter. Well, Napoli have been um, a mainstay. They've been in it for a little bit longer, yeah. You know, um, but, but yeah. coming in as league champions, maybe a little bit extra pressure. Yeah, correct. No, I agree with you there. Audion Berlin's another one. Yep. Uh, they've yeah. been nowhere this season. And yeah, maybe you're onto something there that the extra fixture load just has that extra bearing on the players. And it's only going to get worse next season with the new format. Yes. Mm. It's a dog's breakfast, that one. But anyway. Yep. Because you still get six, not group games, but league games Ooh, in the right. first half of the season. But you get two more in January before you head into the knockouts. And yeah. It's a bit of a mess, but I'm not going to judge it until we see it. No, that's my stance now. Look, yeah, give that's it a chance. <laughs> we do need to give it a chance. You're right. We do need to, to give me, it a chance. To me, it seems like it's just protect, protecting the big teams and giving them another opportunity to right uh, the wrongs of a bad result. Just an extension of FFP, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's the, the facto Super League. Yeah, correct. But anyway, never mind. Never mind. Uh, also on Real Madrid, Lars, yes. I want to talk to you about this. Uh, because Real Madrid have asked to uh, reschedule one of their matches towards the back end of the season. I haven't seen this. You haven't seen this? No, I have not. Uh, introducing for their second mention tonight, the uh, the Taylor Swift juggernaut is rolling through Europe. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> and uh, she's going to perform at the Bernabeu, and Real Madrid want to reschedule the game to accommodate Taylor Swift. No comment. <laughs> No comment, Nathan. Stepping aside for the bigger fish, huh? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Although, look, hey, good luck to the girl. Not my cup of tea when it comes to music. <laughs> but, you know, hey, can't begrudge anyone's success, and she's very successful. Mm, indeed, indeed, indeed. But hey, this is turning into the Real Madrid podcast, I tell you. Um, I've got two more for you. Go on. One's a slight deviation, but Tony Cruz is back in the Germany frame. He is indeed. I was going to mention that. I was going to mention that. And the way he announced it was class. Mm. So Short and painless. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely. As how he put it. And, Get to uh, work. Indeed. indeed. Yeah. They've got a big job on their hands. Germany. Germany. Yeah. They don't win this year. Right? They don't even make nah. semis. They don't make semis. Are they going to get grouped again? I think they might, actually. I mean, they're going to be a poor one team. But... See, that change. Well, that can change things slightly. Just makes it more embarrassing. If they do get grouped, yes. <laughs> but it would just depend on the group, like the second pot team that they pick, that they pull, really. Mm, yeah. They could. They could. I mean, Europe is very close. So um, I don't think anybody fears Germany at the moment. Nope. Which they used to because you didn't want to face they did. them. Yeah, but they are a wounded animal at the moment, Germany. They, um, they, so, were the, they were the kind of side that you just wanted to face in the final because you knew you'd gotten as far as you can and it's a one-off one and, hey, whatever happens, happens and we've got a chance here. Yep. That team's France now. Yeah, it is. It mm. is, isn't it? It is. Yep. Yep. you got a one-off game against France and anything can happen, but you don't fancy it like you don't, you know, you're warily cautious of them. They're know? probably top of the list of teams you don't want to play in a round of 16 game. A knockout game, yeah, you want to play them in the final. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Avoid yep. them at all costs. Yep, correct. Looks like Real Madrid's got a new left back. Who? 
You haven't seen? I haven't seen this. Fonzie. No. Looks like it's happening. Okay. That's interesting. His deal runs out after next season. Right. But maybe after the end of this current deal, when it expires, perhaps sooner, if they can agree on a fee. Yeah, yeah sure. The word is that uh, Alfonso Davies of Bayern Munich will be a Real Madrid player. Jeez, that's a good get. That's a massive get. That's probably their one weak point for mine. That's their biggest weakness at left back. I don't rate Mendy. No, look, I... Camavinga is not a left back. I agree with you, and Camavinga is not a left back. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's a big signing if they can manage to pull that one off. Mm, In the former Whitecap too. Yeah, correct. Correct. So that'll net a pretty decent fee. Yes. In a sell-on, if there is to be a fee. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure Mm. they'll get a sling somewhere. Laz, I'm all Real Madrid out now. Okay, fair enough. Too many stories in a row. (laughs) Well, you know, hey, I mean... They are Europe's greatest club, so that's you know they they and they don't normally get a lot of attention during this pod. But mm. uh, look, it, it was the news cycle. Let's put it down to that, and that's what yeah. uh, you know that's what led to it. But um, and that's what uh, kind of justified the airtime given to them. But I want to take you to Legia Warsaw. Go on. Okay, so last uh, Europa League round prior to this one, uh, they were banned. Supporters, home supporters were banned. Mm. What for? And, well, for obviously some kind of crowd disturbance. <laughs> Wouldn't be that, would it? <laughs> no, that's right. So the ultras at uh, Ligia Warsaw decided to put, you won this round, UEFA. <laughs> right? Yep. At the at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, with a bit of coordination, their friend from their opponents last round, uh, come, as the players were coming out of the tunnel, that's why I did warn you this episode would be an E-rated one. <laughs> There's a banner unfilled. With a Lego figure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So there was a Lego figure that was uh, just like uh, unfurled around the crowd opposite, right opposite the tunnel and a banner that went across it, the crowd. The banner that ran across the crowd had surprise motherfuckers. <laughs> Nothing that UEFA could do about stopping the broadcast of that. Sometimes yep. you just got to put your hands up and go with it. <laughs> But needless to say, I feel like this is an ongoing battle, Polish supporters in your wafer. It is, it is. (laughs) So, yeah, um, you know, hey, I'm not my choice of profanity, but sometimes you got to, you know, just got to roll with the punches. And your wafer did roll with that punch, that's for sure. There's nothing much they could do about it. Indeed. indeed. So that side of the so that side of the crowd was covered with Legia Warsaw supporters. (laughs) So there you go. But um, yes, that was a light, well, somewhat lighthearted and. And a uh, humorous yeah. moment, I think. Indeed, in, indeed. In the week's football. Oh, I did have one more Real Madrid story, but no, enough. I'm moving on. Do you want to hang on? It. Do you want to hang on to it for next week? I'll leave it. I'll leave it for next week. Okay. All right. Leave it for next week then. We shall. We shall. Because I've heard enough. Okay. Even though I've said most of it, I've heard enough. <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Laz, what else you got? What else do I have, Nathan? What else do I have? Uh, there's a couple of things actually, mm-hmm. which I um, did take note of. So, oh, hang on, let me just grab that. Where are we? Grab that. Go there. Come here. Yep, great. So, did you know that in June, the United States, mm-hmm. there will be two friendly matches, right? One in Denver between Mexico and Uruguay. Yep. On June fifth. Mm-hmm. But the big one is Mexico will be taking on Brazil 
at Texas A&M ATM University at the, at the f- famed Kyle Field. Mm-hmm. Now, for those that don't know ATM University in Texas or Kyle Field, uh, think of Michigan University in a way. Probably, Big ground. Yeah, but probably more more attractive to the eye mm-hmm. and probably better viewing than what Michigan University Stadium is because it's actually steeped and uh, a bit like the Mestia in Valencia in a way. Cool. Yep. 110,000 capacity, Nathan. Whoa. Mexico, It'll be full. Mexico versus Brazil in June, and it will be full. That's a very good Copper America warm-up. Isn't it just? Mm, because that is stateside this summer. Yes, correct. This northern summer. Uh, and, yes, uh, that's a great way to kick it off. It's not a Copper America game, but it no, is but a curtain No, but it's a great raiser. friendly. Yeah, it's a mm. great curtain raiser, nonetheless. PlayStations are banned from the national team of Italy. Luciano Spalletti. Oh, I reckon. Yep. I'd yeah, back that. So do I. So do I. If you're in camp, yeah. Yeah, indeed. There's uh, plenty of other alternatives for- um, Take up golf. Team bonding. Take up golf. Take up, I don't know, chess. I don't know, anything. <laughs> chess is underrated. And it's something that I really need to get back into, no doubt. I think it'll help. Yeah. It helps with mental aptitude and attitude, no doubt. Um, might be a sense of meditating as well, I guess. Uh, mm. if, but even though you're thinking. Uh, tell me what you know about Bundesliga- Shvai. I know for a fact it was it was not last weekend. Maybe it wasn't the weekend before. Maybe the weekend before that they had a higher total attendance than the top flight in Germany, and that's yes. incredible to see. Isn't that insane? Yep. And so it's you have to look at the big clubs that are down there: Schalke, Hertha, um, some Pauli are a big club, small stadium, a big club. There's yes. one other one that I'm forgetting at the moment. Yep. Is it Hamburg? Is it Hoffenheim? Mm-hmm. I forget. One of them. Yep. One of them's down there. Correct. Um, and yeah, Schalke. Schalke. Schalke we- are down there, yes. Yeah. Weekend before last. Mm. Bundesliga Schwei, or mm. two as we would say, 284,643 attended all their matches, whilst in the Bundesliga, 261,000. Incredible. Incredible. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Completely. So, and if uh, FC Köln are getting relegated this season from the Bundesliga, which they might be, then you've got another sixty-something thousand stadium going down and joining the party. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So, twelve-year-old lad in the UK. Uh, I saw this in my heart. You made my heart feel a little warm and fuzzy, which is great. So, twelve-year-old lad uh, makes a football return after being struck by lightning during a game last year. Oof, jeez. So. Took 148 days, 146 days, I should say, after being hit by lightning for him to return to the field. Was he electric on the pitch? Just where's your kind heart, eh? (laughs) Seriously. You have to take the piss out of everything. Yes, he was. I bet he had some shocking touches. Oh, mate. Okay. Move on. (laughs) Jeez. Here I was, was, you know, sharing a heartwarming moment and you've just gone ahead and just done that. Was he amping up the crowd? Oh, just... Sure, sure, yeah. Shut it. Okay. Something that happened last weekend, which I would have loved to have been this weekend, but this was crazy. Uh, You know, it's amazing how draws sometimes work out. You had five of South America's biggest derbies last weekend. Mm, Yeah, I saw the vision from the uh, River Plate Boca. Yes, yes, at um, the Estadio Monumental. Mm. It was uh, River Plate's home game, which was nuts, but also you had... 
Independiente versus Racing, which was is a derby. Flamengo mm -hmm. versus Fluminense, which was a derby. So you had the Bielsa Messi derby, effectively, right? So you had the so you had the Rosario derby, which is um, you know New Old Boys versus Rosario, uh, Internacional versus Gremio, and you had the Super Clasico, which we just mentioned, River Plate versus Boca. I uh, just forgot Bielsa's name for for a minute there, and it's funny because. <laughs> Newell Old Boys is the stadium is named after Bielsa. So yeah. So there you go. Would you be a, a supporter of that club, Les? <laughs> That's quite funny, though. <laughs> Fuck off. No, um <laughs> but yes. Uh no, I in Argentina I'm just bocker. Bocker, bocker, bocker all the way. So there you go. Good. Very good. Mm. No, there's so many good games over in South America and we don't get enough exposure to it. Yeah. So there's a story which has uh, done come out as well, which has come out over the last week that uh, the Canadian Soccer Players Association, which represents Canada, Canada's women's team, and we know that mm. the federation there in Canada has got its problems. Yes, indeed. Well, they've just added to it. Here we go. A $40 million lawsuit has been uh, filed against current and former Canada Soccer Board Directors by the Canadian Soccer Players Association. Effectively, Jeez. it's to do with the women's team and the issues that are there that uh, became present during the uh, in the lead-up to the last World Cup. I mean, so Canada this has been rumbling on for years yeah. now. But Canada soccer, in Canada soccer. Yeah, since the, the Men's World Cup. after the, mm. In the aftermath of the Men's World Cup, yeah, kind of, um, kind of falling to the wayside, aren't they? And... I think it might be time for FIFA to step in and do something because you're at a real risk here of something major uh, happening there at Canada Soccer where there is a real falling out. But what can they do, Nathan? They can come into Canada Soccer and do the same sort of threats they made against uh, Football Australia. If you don't sort it out, we'll ban you. Yeah, fair enough. It's too oversimplified. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. But that's it for me, mate. Cool. Last, now. we shall turn our attention to this weekend. This weekend. Well, we did say that we already touched on it, the A-League. We did. We did. The we mentioned Sydney Derby and the game tomorrow night, MacArthur against Melbourne City is a big game for the uh, the top six. Yep. I'm looking forward to uh, the Copa del Rey semi-final, Nathan. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Atletic Club Ad yep. against Atletico Madrid. Yes. Big one. That is a big, big one. Big one indeed. Athletic Club have a 1-0 uh, a lead from the first leg down in Madrid at the... Uh, I don't call it the Wanda Metropolitana anymore, but no. that venue. Yep. La Pineta. That's right. Guess what's on Saturday night, though, in League 2 what, in England. League 2. And, look, I'll be perfectly honest. I haven't looked at the League 2 fixtures this weekend. AFC Wimbledon versus Milton Keys Dons. Oh, that's a derby and a half. <laughs> I mean, if only Milton Keynes Dons had a, a big supporter base to Correct. Uh, be on the opposite end of it, but... But there's a lot of passion from the uh, women side of things, and a bit of history, yes, and a bit yes. of history, yes. Too much for us to get into, but uh... that's right, yes. But as you were saying, Nathan, there is a lot to look forward to this weekend. And what are you looking forward to? Because I can keep going. I mean, I can keep saying uh, Real Madrid's visit to the, the uh, Mestalla. I love that ground. I've never been to. It. I just want to go one day. Next time well, I go to Spain, it down soon. Well, mate, if I can get there, great. Get the if I can, Nueva you know. Mestalla get getting going. They've been talking that about that for years, though. They've well, it's never... half built. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> just, but it's in a similar vein, finish. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's in a similar vein with the kind of steepness mm. of, yeah, that's yeah. all right. I'm happy with that. Yeah, that'll do. 
That'll do. But no, that, that's a big one. Real Madrid with yet another mention on this podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, doesn't uh, that make Laz- you feel a little warm and fuzzy? There uh, we go. Some of us, maybe. Um, <laughs> I went through and had a look at some of the fixtures this weekend because I'm looking forward to uh, some uh, big matches coming up and uh, I've got a bit of a list. Okay. There's so much. There's plenty of big games this weekend, in uh, addition to what we've already said. Are you going to Holland or Netherlands? I will be. I thought you might. Don't know why. Uh, I just had a feeling. I'm looking at the draw and going, hmm, okay. Go on. Yep. Uh, so Hit I'll do it, it in a bit of a chronological order. Tomorrow I morning. Can't, I can't believe you're prepared. Only the fixtures. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to know. I want, Laz, I can't ask you what you're looking forward to this weekend. And, well, nothing because I haven't looked. That, that's fun. <laughs> no, that is true. We can't. Yes. Yeah. But sometimes we do get caught on the hop because, you know, hmm. sometimes we forget. But it just happens. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. We indeed. do have lives outside of here, but as much as we enjoy this, <laughs> yes, I, I get you. We should be. Well, some of us have lives outside it. of this podcast. Lives. I, don't, uh, I don't know. Some, yeah, some form <laughs> of life. No, it's a great life. <laughs> yes. Um, we mentioned the Copa del Rey semifinal tomorrow morning. Yes, we did. Uh, Bilbao against Atleti. Uh, Saturday morning, Monaco PSG. I was going to mention that, but yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's Yeah, that's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Hmm. Um, we'll wait and see whether uh, Mbappe starts this week because he's uh, he got dropped last weekend. Punishment. Um, I we mentioned the what, Sydney derbies. I was going to say, I don't know what to say about that because I think that's actually, if it's just purely for punishment, that's just ridiculous. Mm. And it's what, <laughs> you know, I mean, has he's he walking still, away from the project, Les. Yeah, but has he rescinded <laughs> his right now to be, you know, sporting as far director. As the, the sporting director and his involvement? <laughs> Did he drop himself? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> But anyway. Yeah, he's punished himself yeah. for not signing a new deal. Yeah. I had a chat to myself. I thought, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> I signed it this week. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, I didn't sign with the with my club this week. So as a result, I decided to punish myself mm. and um, chastise myself, and I think I'll uh, just decide to sit out. Mm. And but I'll pick myself again for next week. Mm. Yes, sounds a bit park one week, one week bit, self-inflicted. Bad. Sounds mm. a bit like park football, if you ask me. But oh, anyway, it does. it does. It does, and that or, says a lot about Paris Saint Germain or name or Neymar's uh, sister's birthday. But anyway, yeah, the less said about that, the better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we mentioned the two Sydney derbies on Saturday night, the F3 derby as well. Sunday morning, Laz, uh, is the pick of the bunch for the MLS games. It was a great first weekend, it was. We forgot, and I forgot to mention that it was mm. an in- interesting week, and, interesting uh, week. Particular into Miami going to LA Galaxy. That was a, a very interesting game. LA Galaxy were the better team. They deserve to win. They should have yes, won. Yes, they did. They did deserve Great to goal. win. Great goal. Great goal from Messi. Uh, LAFC. Yeah. They, oh, what a team. Like, so the players have got in their team are just incredible. Like Denny Boanga yeah. is amazing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Seattle did reasonably well, I think. But, mm-hmm. but man, this LAFC side, seriously. So they good. they are very good and they're a big threat. Oh yeah, and they've been up there for a couple of years in a row now. Mm. But they're better than what they were. I like from what I can mm. see, player player wise, yep. it's early doors. But it's still, you know, they just look like they haven't. You know, last season was just a blip, and that was it. I mean, yeah, and, and they didn't miss look, by much, right? Last season, so. no. And Keelan is a big loss, mm. but I think there's enough going around in that team to replace him both Agreed. on and off the park because. Yep. Bit uh, bit of a, an eyebrow raising move to bring in uh, Yuri Larice. 
Yes, because yeah. they already had a good goalkeeper. Yep. And uh, Crapo, he's a good keeper. He did very well for them last season. But, sure. Uh, I think he's been replaced in terms of his dressing room presence and bringing in yes. the uh, yeah, captain of the French national team. is not a bad way to go about replacing yep. Chiellini. Agreed. Um, but the pick of the bunch for mine is, I'm going to pick into Miami again, but not because it's messy, but because they're playing Orlando, who are a big team and yes. uh, expecting big things from them this season. The Floridian derby. Mm, yes. Indeed. Uh, Sunday, Sunday night. North London Derby in the WSL. Yep. Arsenal Tottenham. That will be an interesting uh, one. I saw yesterday they only had like a thousand tickets left for the Emirates game. That's brilliant. So it should be sold out. Mm. Just like the game was against Man United. Mm. That's really good. Mm. Seems like Arsenal, in terms of the WSL clubs, Arsenal have the biggest backing. And and there's line. Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 They might. Can they sneak in and win the WSL? Because Chelsea's not quite at it. City are very good. They could, you know. Mm. They could. I think City finish above Chelsea. Mm, that's a good shout. But I don't know if it's first. That's a good shout. Mm. Very good shout, Nathan. And that'd be a very sad way for Emma Hayes to bow out of Chelsea to finish third. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, how do you think she she'd be feeling right now? Do you think she'd want to do? She'd want you know want to go to the US now, based on what she saw. Because she would have been watching the games. Yeah. Uh, you know. I mean, and it's and like so the Congacaf. Oh, sorry. So the Gold Cup is on right now. We should the say the wonderful Gold Cup, the wonderful women, <laughs> but the women's Gold Cup, and you've got likes of Argentina and Brazil there as well at the moment. Just merge the confederations already, like oh, they come, should. What, what are we doing? What no, are we they, doing? They should. They what should. What are we doing? You've got half of Commonwealth in the Concacaf Gold Cup. You got half of Commonwealth uh, Concacaf in the Copper America now. Just come on, get on with it. I agree with you. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. Right. Uh, and just let them have the same number of World Cup spots. Yeah. What's the big deal? Yeah. The only issue is the, the costs and the flights from going from, say, Canada to Argentina. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe yeah. Canada might be a bit of an issue. But look, you know, I'm sure they'd be able to sort of resolve that issue. And this is a conversation we've had a few times, lads, redrawing confederations. I agree. Combine North and South America. Yeah, I agree. Move Oceani into AFC, split AFC down the middle, east, Correct. west. Combine West Asia with North Africa. So you've Done. got a Middle East, North Africa confederation. Everyone's happy. Great. Uh, yes. Everyone gets more World Cup spots. Correct. Happy days. Indeed. 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 Gianni Fontino, are you listening? Yes, but anyway. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> El Presidente. Um, mm-hmm. El Presidente. Yeah. Um, Emma Hayes, she's going for a lifestyle change. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, I, That's I, the biggest. Yeah. Like, the US Sorry. is a massive job, we, we, but it's also did, a part-time job. But like, we did. Let's we, be honest. Yeah, we did digress. Yeah, the America's results haven't been that great in this no. current editions. Having like we said, we touched on it before. Mexico defeated the two two nil, so mm-hmm. they're on the they're on the the precipice at the moment of actually not getting through the groove, <laughs> <laughs> which would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, just quietly, it would be. It'd be so Un- funny. Unlikely, but ah, it's a possibility right now, right? Yeah, can happen. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, international management, management's a part-time job. Mm. And I think that's a big draw for Emma Hayes. It's still yeah, sure. a massive team she's managing. Yes, it is. Going to Team USA. Um, but you get the added benefit of having more time away from the game and yeah, spending correct. more time with family and doing other wonderful things, which I'm sure she'll get up to. Um, so, yes, North London Derby, Sunday night. Very much looking forward to that. Monday morning, we have PSV Eindhoven against Feyenoord. Yeah. 
That's where I uh, was alluding mm. to earlier. Mm. First, first, second in the Eredivisie. I mean, look, the league's pretty much done. It is. It is interesting, nonetheless, mm. but it mm. is almost done. Um, but can Feyenoord knock over PSV? They can, but PSV are doing a little bit of, Le- of the Leverkusen in the Bundesliga. That's They yeah. went so long without losing. And, yeah, this streaks come to an end, but they're still unbelievable for, for this level. And it would be an upset if they don't win. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Manchester Derby's on. Don't need to talk about that because I'm not looking forward to it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, Nathan, we need to talk about it. <laughs> oh, we're going to get battered. We are I going think, to get battered. I think you might. Even if City's not been playing well of late, FA Cup aside. Yeah. No Hoyland. Yeah. It's yeah. a big one. Yeah. We are a lost team without Rasmus Hoyland. At the moment. Mm. I never we're a lost I'd team full stop. I never thought I'd hear those words, but yes. Mm. Yep. I think you're going to uh, go through a couple yeah. more seasons of pain, Nathan. Yeah. At least. Till I mean, uh, Sir Jim Ratcliffe gets it right. Yes. I will uh, make this quick. Uh, Ten Hag is the interim manager of Manchester United. He's auditioning for his job because Jim Ratcliffe and Ineos will make the call. And based on what we've heard, it hasn't been outright supportive of the manager. And if it's not outright supportive, you have to assume it's the other. And uh, I don't think based on this season, Eric Ten Hag's done a good enough job. I think he's he's numbered. had some rough luck with injuries. He has. He has. Let's be honest. He has, yes. He has. That's right. But, and shout out Carl Anker, because he said it a few times on his podcasts. But it's one thing getting dealt a bad poker hand. It's another to play it poorly. And that's what he's doing. It's very profound. Because the uh, the tactics we set up with every week, the four one five system with a low block and a high press at the same time, meaning no midfield, United can see twenty shots a game, and it's not sustainable. It's well, look when you have attackers and defenders, no no midfield, it makes the game yep. very difficult. Yep, and poor old Gobby Minu, mm. he's got all that midfield to mop up himself because everyone else just bombs forward and doesn't care about defending or transitions. Feel for so, him. Yep, <clears throat> I agree with you. Um, so, yes, not looking forward to the Manchester Derby this weekend. Uh, that's on 2.30 Monday morning. Also, Laz, Atalanta-Bologna, fourth versus fifth in Serie A. That's an interesting game. That this is will be very game. fun. Yeah, and it will be fun. You're right. That's mm. a word for it. Fun. Mm. That'll be a lot of fun. Mm. I won't be watching it live because uh, I'm either be asleep or crying in the corner based on what happens earlier. Well, yeah, um, I'll probably <laughs> going to give the Manchester Derby a wide berth and get up and watch that. And then check out the highlights later. That doesn't sound like a bad idea. I might just do the same. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Athletic Club Barcelona, 7 o'clock Monday mm. morning. Big one. Big one. That's a big one. But I'll finish, Laz, with this. Okay. Because it's something that I held back when talking about the news. Yes. It was very exciting news. Okay. Particularly for, for, for this half of the backpack as well. Mm-hmm. FC Porto against Benfica Yo. is on this weekend. Yes, it is. That's a big game. It is a big game. By it's at 7.30 Monday morning. And who's showing it, Nathan? That's the reason why I bring it up. Yes. Uh, are you familiar with Fight TV? I am. Mm. So they're venturing out into sports broadcasting, beyond Brilliant. combat sport. Brilliant. Into football rights. That makes sense. And for the rest of this season and going into next, they are showing the Portuguese League. That is great. Great to have a um, broadcaster here in Australia for that. Not a bad bad platform either. Not bad, and it is seven US dollars a month or less if you buy a year package. Not that they're a sponsor, but uh, not crazy expensive either. No. But 
Also, Laz, from next season, they are showing the Eredivisie. Are they really? They are. Wow. I said two weeks ago, somebody buy the rights and somebody did. <laughs> buy TV. They might even pick up the Greek rights the, the way they're going. Maybe, maybe. Because they should Bit be. Bit of a niche platform, but there you yes. go. Yes. Hey, all for it. All for mm-hmm. it. That'd be good. You need any Dutch or Greek correspondence, let us know, Fight TV. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that's fantastic. That made my week, that. Awesome. That's great. That's Very busy on Australian TV from next season. Yeah. But mm. also for our Portuguese uh, friends mm. and uh, involved with clubs around uh, the NPL clubs around Australia, like Dollar Chill and, and Fraser Park here in Sydney. Yep. Um, yeah. FC Porto Benfica. That'll be fun. Massive game. 7.30 yeah. Monday morning. Yeah, that'll be fun. Again, not a sponsor, but you can get a free trial. So there you uh, go. nothing to lose. And Nathan, I think we've hit the back peg. We have, Laz. We have on that note. Great. Thank you very much for your time for the past two and a half yeah. hours. It'll, it'd be edited down to about one and a half, yes. but nevertheless, <laughs> <laughs> that's because of your great skills. And thank you, mm. Nathan, for that. You make us look good. Imagine if we did Sound a YouTube too. And that too. Imagine <laughs> if we did a YouTube stream. I was going to say, do you reckon the people would hang around for two and a half hours? Let us know. Not a chance. <laughs> you would really two and a half hours, maybe you, two and a half minutes. You would really see the behind the, you know, the behind the veil, or you know, the behind the scenes stuff. Mm, yes, uh, we got rid of the curtain a long time ago. But, that's uh, right. That'll put in the yeah. shredder. No, that's right. And there's no uh, kayfabe here, or there's no, uh, you know. Um, Things happening behind, you know, in gorilla position to use the wrestling uh, analogy mm. that we were using a couple of weeks ago. Yes, we were. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But thanks again, uh, Nathan, for everything that you do for the pod. Thank you to the listeners. Hope you enjoy the content. And uh, there's plenty of football there, which Nathan uh, outlined. Get around it. Get onto it. Watch the A-League. That'll be fun. It is probably the most fun league in the world for different reasons, which if you want a highlight of how fun it can be, just see if you can find the clip between the Mariners and Victory and uh, the injury time happenings. <laughs> I don't know whether Very laugh harsh or... on Josh Nisbet, I'll tell you. I don't know if, it was, if we should laugh or cry about that, uh, Nathan, but nevertheless. No, laugh. The answer is definitely laugh. <laughs> yes. Uh, it can only happen in the A-League, that's for sure. Yes, I absolutely love it. It's the best football competition on the planet. We didn't say it's the the, the highest quality. <laughs> nope. But, but if you offer best... me a random game to watch in a random league, I will pick the A-League every single time. But the best for entertainment and, uh, and compelling viewing at times. Very much so. Very much Ooh. so. Thank you, Laz. Thank you, listener. We'll speak to you next week. Enjoy the football. Take care, all. Dun, 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 dun.